0: If you want your dog to experience all these incredible things, go to B-A-D-L-A-N-D-S ranch.com mc 91 today.
1: The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly, but then taking things lightly has never been what Hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew.
2: Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com.
0: Ask a 911 dispatcher that has been on the job for any length of time what the hardest calls to deal with are, and the answer you're likely to get are the ones involving kids. This episode, The 911 Calls Played. And especially the details regarding the cases are very much extreme in nature. Listener discretion is something that is normally implied with the show, but in this episode, it's extremely advised. Hi.
3: Hi my dad is getting crazy. He's running around with the knife and. <clears throat> He's doing what? He's running along with a knife around my house.
4: Okay, what is, your, what is your address?
0: During the early morning hours of August 20th, 2016, the daughters of 56-year-old Martha Montoya, whose names were omitted due to the age of the victims, called 911 because their stepfather had just attacked their mother with a knife. She was laying down, unconscious, bleeding, and fading quickly. Martha Montoya moved from Cali, Columbia in the 1980s to try to find a better life for herself. She ended up in Florida in the town of Lake Worth, which is south of Palm Beach in Palm Beach County and north of Miami on the East Coast. After settling in Fort Worth, Martha found a job at the Breakers Hotel in Palm Beach, a very high-end resort whose rooms can cost well over $2,000 a night. She ended up working there over 23 years. While working there, she had her two daughters. With being single and having two daughters to support, her salary alone wasn't quite enough. She let a friend move in as a roommate to help with some of the bills. This friendship turned into more of a romantic relationship and she ended up marrying him later on. The man was one Walter Ricardo Lopez Barrios, a 37-year-old native of Guatemala. In an interview, her cousin, Monica Collins, stated she was in love with being in love, even if it turned out to be the wrong thing. In one interview, Martha's cousin, Monica, stated that Barrios was respectful and quiet, but wasn't without problems recounting one argument that left Martha and her daughters stranded on the side of the road after he put them out of the car. Arguments such as this, along with allegations that Barrios had inappropriate behavior with the daughters, who claimed he tried to kiss them on the lips several times as well as attended to sleep in the same beds, along with other instances of further molestation, kind of outlines the type of problems that he had. Martha loved her daughters above all else. All these allegations... Arguments, things of that nature, they were simply too much for her and her young daughter. Her youngest, then 12 years old, wanted nothing more to have him leave and not come back. This was exactly what her mother asked him to do, move out. He did leave that night and went into work, but instead of staying gone like she had requested, he returned home early the next morning. That's where the details get sketchy. Barrios testified at his court hearing that he arrived back at the house in the 100 block of B Street from work and his wife didn't say anything to him at first. Then he put his phone, his money, and a gun down and then began removing his boots. He then stated Martha started yelling at him and picked up the gun. He states as they both fought over the weapon, the gun went off once but hit no one. He then stated once the gun was out of both of their hands, she surprised him with a knife. Conveniently, He stated he didn't remember what happened later on, but did recall having a sledgehammer in his hand. He stated, everything happened so fast. I did not want to do it, but it happened. Several 911 calls were placed by neighbors stating concern over screams they were hearing from inside the house, which turned out to be Martha. This is the first 911 call from inside the residence.
3: Knife and he, he's, he's doing what he's running along with the knife in my house he's okay scary. what
4: is your what is your address a house or an apartment it's a house Okay. is he threatening anybody he hurt my mom She's bleeding on the floor okay how did he hurt her with the knife did he stab her with it i don't know she just blood all over her face i don't know Okay. Ask her if he cut her with the knife. Mami, te she say? en el que. She's unconscious. She's unconscious. She's coming out. All right, stay on, stay on the, stay on the phone. Can you stay on the phone with me? Can, hello. Yes. Are you able to stay on, the, please stay on the phone with me?
3: Hold
4: on, yes, here. Okay, so you don't know where she's bleeding from? No, no. Has your dad been drinking? Huh? Has your father been drinking? No, no. Do you know why he's running around with a knife? And he hasn't been doing any drugs? I don't know. All right, stay on the phone. Has he been diagnosed with any mental health issues? Uh-huh. Your location of your emergency. PSO. reference to a domestic, she said her... The is running around with a knife, and the mother is bleeding and unconscious, but she doesn't know if she was cut with the knife or stabbed or, you know, exactly where she was bleeding from. All right, what's the address? Three of them. Okay, they're on their way. The police are on their way. Okay, okay. Sam, are you there? I'm, I'm writing. Okay. In the back. Uh, are you Yes. Yeah. Does he know, he doesn't know you're calling? No. Okay. Oh my God, I'm my mom's inside myself. So but you don't know where she's bleeding? Everywhere. Okay. And she's not conscious at all?
3: She was casting hair, but I don't know.
4: Okay. okay. What's your name, here What's your phone number? I don't know. Phone number? You're not in the house, right? Are you in the back shed, in the back of the house?
3: I'm in the back under the
4: trailer. Under the tree? Okay. Trailer? Trailer.
3: Okay.
4: And that's in the back of the house? Correct? Of course. And you're in the back of the house under the trailer? Yeah. Okay. All right, is there an alleyway to access your house also?
3: Yes. I heard the car
4: turn on. I think he's sleeping. Uh, okay, did he have any other weapons besides the knife? I don't
3: know.
4: Has he ever done this, anything like this before? Have I experienced anything? With, from your father doing anything like this before? No, no, no. Okay. Were they arguing before this happened, you know? They were actually, yeah. Okay. I do have several of that there, but I want you just to stay where you're at until they tell me to have you come out or until they actually come back there, okay? Okay. All right. <clears throat> I'm so scared to think my mom is dead. Oh, my gosh. Okay, well, we're going we're gonna to get her help. We have the, you know, the paramedics are, they're probably already there. Are you standing
3: here until you tell me? Yes,
4: yeah, yes. Yeah just because we don't know where your father's at. So I don't want you coming out until, you know, the police either tell me to tell you to come out until, you know, you actually physically see them there.
0: Now on that call, we determined that more than likely the mother had been stabbed or cut just given the amount of blood that she had on her. The daughter, this was actually the oldest daughter, kept her cool during this. A lot of times when you have a kid on the phone, they can be more calm than an adult. In a similar situation just like this, if an adult was present and witnessing this, they would be losing their mind. They'd be screaming and no telling what else. Little kids, they always deal with this a lot differently. Not that this was a little kid. She was a teenager at this point. But still, she held it together, just like most kids do. At the end of the call, you can hear her say she thinks her mom's dead not sure if she was at this point or not this leads us into the next call with a the then 12 year old daughter 911
5: emergency
3: hello um I woke up from my nap and I heard my mom screaming my daughter's, and then I, I grabbed the knife and I woke up my sister and I saw my, my stepdad with a hammer uh, uh, and my mom yelling and I tried to stab him to stop and he was back and he hit me with his hammer and I didn't know the useful I panic and I ran, I jumped over the fence and now I'm the cops are here.
5: Okay. Okay, take take a deep breath. How how old are you?
3: I'm I'm roughly thirteen in two days.
5: Okay. So you saw your father hitting your mother with a hammer? Okay. I need you to take a deep breath. Okay. No. I can The police
3: already. I saw the police, but they They just drive fast.
5: Okay. Now they are on the. uh They they are on the way, but uh they're they're trying to get in safely. So, so nobody else gets hurt. Where is the knife and who got stabbed?
3: I didn't, I don't remember where I put the knife. I think I dropped it because he hit me with a hammer on my arm. I think he, I think they probably took my sister and my mom.
5: Okay, did you stab your father with the knife, he said? No. Okay, oh. we did not, okay.
3: I don't remember. He, I think he went in a red truck.
5: Your father left. Yeah,
3: because he was chasing me. He was chasing me after I jumped the fence with a hammer. Yeah. Are Are you sure you're sending them?
5: Yeah, I'm sending them. Where exactly are you right now? Can you Can you walk? I
3: ran. I ran to the corner of the street, and now I, I tried to get anybody that was there, and there's a two nice men who helped me, and I told them to get away from over there and to please call, me, call somebody to help.
0: The call started out with a 12-year-old saying, I heard my mom screaming, my daughter, my daughter, in Spanish. I grabbed a knife and I woke up my sister and I saw my stepdad with a hammer and my mom yelling. And he was trying to hit me with his hammer. I didn't know what to do so I ran and I jumped over the fence. At that point you hear in the call her saying that he chased her out of the house and even hit her on the arm with the hammer. It sounds like luckily she found two other residents of the area sitting around there or noticing what was happening. And she managed to run at them and I think at that point he probably turned around and ran back and tried to jump in the truck and at that point left. Assistant State Attorney Alethea McRoberts said the evidence did not support Barrio's claim of self-defense. He went home after he was requested not to return, and once he'd finished stabbing Montoya, he used a sledgehammer to smash her head. You don't defend yourself by changing weapons midway through, and you certainly don't finish the job, as was done here. It also didn't look good for him because he fled the scene in his red... 2008 Toyota Tacoma pickup truck. That vehicle was found abandoned by Florida Highway Patrol at 2.25 a.m. after being involved in a single-car crash in Boynton Beach, south of Lake Worth on Interstate I-95. He left the vehicle there and took off on foot, being found nearly six hours' later in a neighborhood east of the crash site after a concerned citizen on his way to work called the police about a man covered in blood walking around the area of Mission Hill Road and South Lake Drive. The citizen stopped with a bloody man to check and see if he was okay. He then asked for police because he said the helicopter flying overhead was looking for him.
6: Nine one one emergency. Nine one one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Hello. Uh, I'm Do you need on a police uh, or like- an ambulance.
2: Say what? Do you need the police or an ambulance? Uh, both. Okay. What's the location? Uh, thirty. Uh, we're at South Lake Drive in Boynton Beach, Florida. South Lake Drive. What? South Lake Drive. Okay. The guy's on a bridge. uh, What? 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 This is South. This is what? Mission Hill. Mission Hill and South
6: Lake Drive. Mission Hill. What city are you in? Boynton Beach, Florida, ma'am. Uh, sir, I calm twice. down. I-, I understand that. I- I've never heard of those streets, so I'm trying to figure out where you are exactly. Yeah. Maybe you may be in yeah, the okay. city of Boynton. You're at Mission Hill and South Lake, and what do you Mission need? Mission Hill Road and South oh, Lake I got that, guys. thank you. And what do you need the ambulance for?
2: There's a, there, I'm just driving by going to work, and there's a guy on the side of the bridge. He's all scraped up, and his head's all scraped up, and there's. Uh, he says there's a helicopter flying around the area, but don't look like a sheriff for but he said they're after him. After and, him, okay. But he okay. said he wants the police, he wants the police, and uh, uh, and he doesn't belong in this neighborhood, he's Mexican. Okay, um, All right. h-
6: hold on one second, I'm just trying to figure out if we're looking for him or if somebody else... I,
5: call. Sir, I need you to stay on the phone with me for a second, please. Oh, my God. All right, listen, I understand that you have to go to work, but the person you're calling about is somebody that we've been looking for, so I need your help, okay? Boynton is going to be a suspect for a Signal 5, a Hispanic male, and he's going to be, uh, sir, do you know what color shirt this guy's got on or any type of clothes? He's got a tank top on. What color tank tank top is right
2: over top of him. He's got a tank top on. He's just sitting down, man. He's not trying to do anything. Okay. He's not doing nothing. He's giving up or whatever the case is. But there's a lot of people that walk in this neighborhood. Now here goes another mother walking by him. So I hope he's not dangerous. Okay. And are do, do you still see him or have you left? Yeah, dude. I'm watching. I'm looking at him. Okay. Well, I, I can't he's see seen, what you're he's seeing. He's sitting on the bridge. No, baby. I'm just saying he's sitting on the. He's sitting right next to the bridge. He's not doing nothing but sitting there. And he's all bloody. Okay.
6: Okay, I'm going to keep you on the phone until you physically see a police officer with him, okay? Well, listen, there's two people here. Who's two people? I understand that, sir, but we're looking Um, for him for a major crime. Like, you're helping us out big time. We've been looking for him for a long time. Yeah, they're here. The police are there? Yeah, they're here. Are you sure? Yeah. Are they in uniform or are they in a No. Undercover. Undercover. Okay. Let me know when they have them in custody. What kind of car is he in? A uh, truck
2: and a and a um, What color? SUV. What color?
6: Black. Black truck and what color SUV? Black and black. Okay. Uh, yeah. Let me know when they're taking him into custody, okay? Yeah, you got it. Okay, we're good? Hello? Is is he in custody? Oh, they got guns drawn. I'm sure Okay, they got guns drawn on him? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay, I'm disconnecting, okay? Thank you very much for your help. Bye-bye. Okay. okay.
0: Barrios was arrested and held without bond until his trial for first-degree murder and aggravated assault. He was pronounced guilty on both counts over a two-day deliberation of a 12-person jury. He was sentenced to life in prison for the murder conviction. A Spanish interpreter was used to give the verdict. Barrios had no reaction as he listened to the verdict, as it was read to him. During the trial, Attorney McRoberts read a short note written from the oldest daughter. She said, Walter took my innocence and childhood from me, as well as my mother. Martha wanted everything she could for her daughters, and at the top of the list was to let her daughters go to college and be the first in the family to graduate. She also wanted them to be able to do this without going into debt. Early in their lives, she started putting money aside for this. Co-workers of hers from the Breaker's Resort have continued this and have raised over $6,000. Before we get into the next call, if you'd like to help out with this, head over to GoFundMe. They have two accounts set up. The first is GoFundMe.com slash Franco, and the other is GoFundMe.com slash girls. On September 18th, 2013, Jeffrey Todd Bradley made an emergency phone call to the Chester County Sheriff's Office stating that his daughter, which was actually not his daughter at all, was not breathing
7: just number one
0: now I need help
1: my daughter's unconscious
7: okay what's your address it's uh...
1: 1968 Hardin Straight Road. Hardin spelled A-C-R-D-I-N how old is she spelled S-C-R-A-I-T
7: okay how old is she?
1: she's 11 months and that's in Chester, South Carolina
7: okay is she breathing?
1: She's, uh, she's breathing every, every so often. She's got a bubbly saliva coming out of the mouth. I'm trying to perform CPR on her. Uh, she's taking breaths every couple seconds, but it's not... She's got a heartbeat, but her she's not breathing as much as she needs to be. Okay.
7: You know how to do CPR? Yeah.
1: I uh, was trained in the Army.
7: Okay, we'll continue to do it. Hold on. I want stay on the phone with me. I'm going to go ahead and dispatch Shane Bluntz, okay? Okay. I'm still going to be here. Just stay on the phone with me. Okay. I think Uh, I think she might have gotten shot,
1: to be honest. Got shot?
7: Yeah, shot. Okay, Kelly, just... I'm going to get in your ear, Kelly. I'm sorry. I, I,
1: can't, I didn't
7: hear you now. I was, I was talking to my other dispatcher. What makes you think she may have got shot? There's
1: a charging cable... Every so often it'll fall on the
7: floor. It's charge is getting a call. Hang on, I'll take a hand on the straight road. Give her a couple more breaths. I'm responsive at breathing. EMS 2. I need to respond to. No, baby, breathe for
1: 1968. Harden
7: straight yeah. road, 31. Versus. I'm responsive at but breathing. Excellent is clear. 1941. It's going be 11 months old, Kelly.
1: There you go. Um, there you go.
7: Come on, baby. Possibly got shot. Come on.
1: Okay, I'm still here.
7: Okay, just do what you got to do for her. If you got to put the phone down, put it on speakerphone, do that. Okay, again? If you have to put the phone down to do what you need to do, you can. Just put it on
1: speakerphone okay. phone for me. All right. All right, let me get that. That's fine. Come on, baby. Come on. Come on, baby girl. Come on.
7: Is that her crying?
1: Say again? Is that her crying? That's her uh she was just moaning. Her lips are turning pink every couple every couple minutes. Or not pink, I'm sorry, blue.
7: Her lips keep turning blue?
1: Yeah. What is
7: it? Is she she's just moaning, but is her eyes open or anything?
1: Uh no, not really.
7: Shut. But you're not really sure what happened to her.
1: Ma'am, I went to the bathroom
7: for like two minutes, and I came back. And MS2, go okay. ahead. Okay.
1: Affirmative.
7: Again? I'm talking to my EMS. Okay, just hold on. Type of year, year, not time is 1943. Run number is eight three eight seven two three eight seven two. Responded to 1968 on, Hardy Straight Road, 41, reference to 11-month-year-old, possibly got shocked, unresponsive, but breathing. Affirmative, Is 3872, 3872.
1: Look at
7: me, baby. Come on. Baby girl, look at me. Damn it. It's going to be off the Old York Road. Where's she doing, now? i the gear, ma'am. the way. She's going to
1: be off of
7: Old York Road. Oh, Down like the, of the way, okay? Come
1: on, baby.
7: What's she doing now, sir? What is she doing now? She's still breathing? Her eyes are about a third of the way open. She's not moving them. Her lips keep turning blue. The phone
1: keeps coming out of her mouth. Okay, and let me tell them, okay?
7: Okay, let me tell them. EMS two. headquarters. this. The advice states that the child's lips keep turning blue every few minutes and that phone's coming out of her mouth
1: I shot, um, so it's going hard. Um mm. Maddie, baby,
6: come on. Mm.
1: Her skin's still warm. Affirmative, I'll
7: send out uh, one um, well. Can you send out Northchester Station 7, please? I'm sorry. Ready, go ahead. I was talking to my other no. dispatcher.
1: Come on, Maddie, ready?
7: Go ahead. I'll copy. Copy 30, 1042.
1: Come on, baby. Come on, baby girl. Come on. Get some breath for me. Come on. Ma'am? Yes, sir, I'm here. You can tell them when they get here that they can go ahead and come in the door. Okay. Okay, I have the bathroom door closed so I can hear you. My speakerphone's not very loud. Okay, where are you at? In the bathroom? Yes, they need to take a laugh when they come in. Come through the kitchen, come through the bedroom, and then the bathroom.
7: Okay, so kitchen, through the bedroom to the bathroom? Yes. Can you go ahead and send those first responders out, Kelly? Yes, yeah, please. MS-10 headquarters. Nice. Come on, baby. Carlos Satan, when you get there, to come on come on in the door, go through the kitchen and through the bedroom, and he's going to be in the bathroom. Breathe,
1: baby. Come on, breathe.
7: Affirmative. Anita, can you check flight? You still here, sir? I'm sorry. I think
1: I'm calling the button. Okay. Madison, baby, come on. Come on, baby. So so she's,
7: she's still breathing. No. you going to have some first responders coming, too, okay?
1: Sorry, ma'am, what what'd
7: you say? There's, there's going to be some first responders coming, too, okay? So they might get there before EMS.
1: Okay. See, either more is fine. I just uh, I've never had to do CPR on a baby. I've only had to do it on a, on a on a fully grown adult. Okay, but you know how to do it on a baby. As far as I can tell, it can't be much different than doing it on an adult. Damn it! Come
7: on, Madison. But she is breathing, right, sir? I'm sorry, ma'am. What do you say? She is breathing,
1: though, right? I'm not seeing her
7: chest rise and fall.
1: I'm not feeling her cheek, her breath against my cheeks. I don't think she's seconds.
7: You got her laid flat on the on the on her back on the floor? No, I don't. I
1: got her on her yeah, I got her on her back. I'm sorry. Okay. She's got a heartbeat.
7: She's got a heartbeat. She's got a heartbeat. She's got a heartbeat this entire okay. time. Okay. Twenty four, go ahead. It's fast and
1: it's strong, so
7: that's
1: okay. okay. Come on, baby. Copy. I need Come you. on,
7: it's baby. Okay, so if she's breathing. Don't do the CPR. Okay, if she's breathing at all, because we don't want to hurt her. Okay. If she's if she's breathing, breathing I wouldn't do it. Okay. Every couple of seconds, her lips keep turning blue. Okay. You're in it,
1: Madison. Come on, baby girl. Come on. Come on. Okay, Come on can you? This. Okay, since you got
7: on the floor, okay, can you can you put your hand on her forehead and the other one under her neck and tilt her head back a little?
1: Yeah, I've already tilted her head back. You already have? Yeah. yeah. Come on, baby. Come
7: on. Your address is 1968, correct? Say
1: again? Your address
7: is 1968, correct? Yes. Okay. 1968 hard Harden Street. Yes. Okay, Kelly, I'm going to get in your ear a minute. First responders, hit by a total You can come out of the house. Go through the kitchen and through the bedroom. He's going to be in that bathroom. Come on, Ashley. Have they been put on standby? They're
1: much stronger
7: than they are. Yeah, two rice nuts on standby. Come on,
1: baby. Come on. Copy. Come
7: on, Come on, baby. Sir? Can
1: you hear me? Yes, sir, I hear you. I'm here. Okay. So, I don't have any clothes whenever all this started happening. I put her in the back up to see if I could shock her away. That didn't work. And then I started seeing her lips turn blue, so I knew she wasn't breathing. I need to, well, I'm sure they'll take care of her while I could do that, but I need to uh, put her in a diaper and some clothes. Okay. Well, you,
7: well, you ain't going to worry about that right now. You let them get on scene and start working with her, and then you can get there, okay? How much, how much further are they away, ma'am? Let me see. MST, you got an ETA? That's copy. They're passing Armory Road. That's my EMS. Now, as far as my first responders, they could get there at any time. They come from all different ways. couple
1: miles, you
7: said? Uh, not too far. They're passing Armory Road. I
1: don't know where that is. Mm-hmm. I
7: haven't lived here long. Okay, they're not too far away. But you got. It looks like this. You got a um, first responder pulling up on the scene. Okay, so they're gonna start coming in the house. Okay. And EMS uh, should be out there, too. I'm going to stay on the phone with you until there, they get there, there okay?
1: In the okay, that's
7: fine. I'm just going to keep you on the phone until I hear them in there. Copy.
1: Keep Come on, me. baby. I just heard the car door shut, so I think that they're here. They're here. Come
7: on, baby. Come on. <laughs> Come on, baby. Come on. So if you have to, go meet them. Pick her up and take them to her. Say again? If you have to, you pick her up and take them to her. I
1: didn't
7: hear you. You can pick her up and take her to them if you need to. Okay. Well, uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to leave the phone in the
1: bathroom. they just came in the door. Okay, so we Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna,
7: to. Well, they're already coming in here, so I'm going to put
1: the phone down. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Girlfriend's on way. Ma'am, Ma'am sir? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Ma'am, they're they're here. They're uh they're taking care of her now.
7: Okay. Good luck, sir
1: all right thank you thank you bye-bye
0: Jeffrey Todd Bradley a war vet who'd served deployments in Afghanistan and Iraq lived in a homeless shelter before meeting back up with Penny Stewart an old high school friend they dated for about five months and they moved into a trailer together on September 18th Jeffrey was tasked with watching the baby while her mother went into work well it sounded like he cared on the phone call and at that point he may have changed his own gears to start caring. The whole situation was much different than what he made it out to be on the phone. Jeffrey left the baby alone in the house for several hours while he went to another residence close by. At some point, he either asked or a neighbor just decided to go and check on the baby. The child was found to have wet or diaper, but not harm past that. Approximately two hours after returning home, he sent a text to Penny telling her, Something's wrong with the baby. At this point, he called 911. The call was obviously taken at a smaller agency. The call taker was doing both call taking and dispatching the units to the scene. This is not something easy to do, especially when trying to monitor a CPR going on. And the fact that she was only 11 months old would have made it even that much more difficult. EMS transported the child via helicopter to Levine Children's Hospital in Charlotte. Police arrived shortly after EMS and questioned Jeffrey about what happened. He initially told him, just like on the 911 call, that he believed the child was shocked, electrocuted by a phone charging cable that may have fallen on the floor. Shortly after, he changed the story to thinking that she had fallen. And then finally, after further questioning, Jeffrey came forth with the truth. He grabbed the baby by the head and smashed her into the floor. She suffered a fractured skull along with brain and kidney injuries. At this point, police placed him under arrest for child abuse and took him to jail where he was held without bond. Two days later, the child was pronounced brain dead. Penny then had to make what she said was the hardest decision I've ever had to make in my life. She took her daughter off life support. Jeffrey was given a public defender in his case. They pled guilty, but by reason of insanity, citing PTSD from his fighting in the army stating at one point they came across a small boy holding what looked like it may have been a weapon, an IED, or improvised explosive device. After refusing to drop the object, Jeffrey was given the order to shoot the boy. The weapon turned out to be a radio. Jeffrey Bradley was sentenced to 32 years in prison for the child abuse and subsequent death of the 11-month-old named Madison Stewart. I'll let the judge of the case speak to his opinion of what happened.
8: I appreciate you putting your life on the line for our country, for this court, for this system of justice we have. Um, And while your PTSD diagnosis may help explain uh, your tendency to have explosive anger, uh, you're still the one who made the decision to put your hands on this beautiful child and brutally assault her which directly led to her death, you are responsible for your own actions. Not Iraq, not Afghanistan, not that eight-year-old boy holding the transistor radio. Nothing I can do will bring Madison back. Senseless act, it's a horrible act, a cowardly act, deplorable. You know, we're forgiven for our sins, but there's consequences for our actions. This shameful act that you did, you're gonna to have to live with for the next 32 years that you'll to
0: before making his plea. Penny was allowed to make a statement. Period and voice unstable, these are some excerpts from her statement. The most mesmerizing sound I've ever heard came from the heartbeat on the ultrasound because I was told I would never have children. Madison's first cry was so beautiful. There's nothing stronger than the bond of a mother and child. For six months, I raised her by myself. She was amazing. Now all I'm left with a bunch of what ifs, what could have beens, and precious memories. On September 20th, I pulled life support from my daughter after holding her lifeless body for hours and giving her her final bath. The numbness broke and became excruciating pain when I went to visit her grave the day after her funeral. I realized I could no longer see my daughter. I never see her walk by herself, never see her celebrate even one birthday, or tell me that she loved me too. This is always a hard topic to talk about. Some of the previous episodes of Music City 911 had calls that were both informative as well as entertaining. I was not at all entertained by these calls. The reason I played these is because not only do the stories need to be told, so hopefully in the future it may help steer another case like this away from happening, but also shed further light on the job that not only dispatchers, but all first responders have to do. We do not have easy jobs. Sometimes we do not enjoy our jobs. Sometimes things like these calls happen, and we can't help the people involved. But day in and day out, we go back to the jobs, hoping to help someone else in their time of need. For further updates on this show, please look us up on our various social media. Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of them can be found at Music City 911 And if you'd like to help support the show, consider donating at patreon.com slash musiccity911.